0: I'll be taking my scripture from the book of Genesis, chapter 2, one verse, verse 7. Genesis 2 7 says, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground, and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. A living soul. We all have one. In fact, more specifically, we all are one. Our soul is our spiritual identity, so to speak, and it's something we will live with into eternity. Regardless of our ethnicity, our religion, we are all descendants of Adam, and we all... Our living soul, just as he was. One can prefer to believe that it doesn't exist. One can choose to identify as an atheist or an agnostic. There's a lot of things people can choose to do, but it doesn't change the truth. We're all a living soul. Our soul cannot be removed, it cannot be canceled. It cannot be altered. It cannot be extinguished or killed. It is what it is. We all are one. And that's a fact. And that's the truth. And when one one can face that, they have a chance to make a difference in their own life by looking to God, the one who created them. I know for several years I ignored what I knew to be true. I was born in a home that went to church. We went to church and we learned who God was. I knew that Jesus died on a cross. I knew the whole, all of the accounts and the stories that you see in the Bible. I understood all that to be true. And then when I went to college, I decided I didn't need to necessarily pay attention to all that, I was free. And turns out it was for seven years I wandered around doing what I wanted to do. It didn't change the fact that I, had a, I was a living soul. It didn't change the fact that I had eternity to face. I, made ch- I just made a decision to do what I wanted for a while. And as far as I was concerned, that's what I was always going to do. Seven years, it seems like a long time. It went by pretty fast. But in the process, I made a mess of my life. I wasn't necessarily free. I was getting bound by many different addictions. I was getting more and more miserable. When life would come, which it does, and difficult things would come, I had nowhere to turn. So I turned to drugs and alcohol instead. Because my friends did that too, so why not? But when I was 24 years old, I came to a realization that if I was going to be an educator and talk to young people and be an example and try to encourage them, I was a hypocrite. I realized that something had to change. And I began to remember what I learned when I was a kid. You can't get away from it. The truth, it's always there. All it takes is an honest heart. And I began to search, and you found me across the street at a camp meeting. And I heard a sermon that I believed to be true But I used the excuse, I just, I'm not into organized religion. Which is just an excuse. It worked for a short time, but again, once you hear the truth, you can't get away from it. And I learned soon enough that my soul had a destination and that the only thing I could alter about my soul was where it was headed. I couldn't ignore it. I couldn't hope it went away. There was a destination that I had to choose. Jesus told Nicodemus, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. A spiritual rebirth is required. You know, Adam, what a privilege he had living in the garden he was able to be with the Lord every day. But then he sinned. We heard about that this morning. It was a life-altering decision. But it wasn't a soul. His soul was now destined for hell. He realized that, that his life would never be the same But God provided a way. Aren't you thankful for a merciful God? Aren't you thankful that he takes care of us even when we fall on our face? He's there to, to give us an opportunity to, to find our way back. And he did that. From that point, a sacrifice of blood was required, an atonement but in His mercy, He provided a way. And there again, a decision had to be made. Heaven or hell. The soul lives on to eternity. What's your choice? So a lamb without blemish was the atoning sacrifice. In the Old Testament, we read about rituals and feasts that were supposed to happen at specific times of the year to maintain the relationship with God. I want to turn to Romans. Chapter 5. I'm going to start at verse 15. This is, in, in, my, in my Bible, it says uh, at the beginning of this section, death in Adam, life in Christ. Death in Adam, in Christ life in Christ. So with that kind of context, I will start at verse 15. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense, speaking of Adam, of one, many be dead, much more the grace of God and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. And not as it was by one that sinned, so is the gift, for the judgment was by one to condemnation. But the free gift is of many offenses unto justification. For by one man's offense, death reigned by one. Much more, they which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. Therefore as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation even so by the righteousness of one the free gift came unto all men upon all men unto justification of life for as by one man's disobedience many were made sinners so by the obedience of one shall many be made righteous as you read through this we see the You have Adam and Christ, and there's an obvious difference. Adam's sin plunges us into sin. Christ comes and offers a free gift. And as you read through that, the more I read through that, the power in the gift of mercy and grace that Christ offers through his death on the cross far exceeds the penalty of the sin of Adam. If one can just put their faith in Christ, the power in that gift far exceeds that one sin that Adam had. Simple faith will produce a huge change. It's not something you have to work through We read in 2 Corinthians, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Not becoming a new creature. Not working towards being a new creature. He is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things, all things. It's very complete, isn't it? Behold, all things become new. A repentant heart will lead to a justified soul. A soul that will live eternally in heaven. It's a complete transformation. Nothing's left out. It just takes faith. It takes a repentant heart. It takes turning away and going towards. They're simple actions. They have powerful results. A justified soul... Must then be maintained and continually fed. We've heard that we are in the world but not of the world. Then we must be intentional about what we feed our soul. Because we are in the world. We face the world every day. It could be anywhere, whether it's at work, at school. The minute you get onto your phone, whether it's social media, the internet, YouTube, whatever it is, we're in the world, but we don't want to be of the world. We need to be intentional about what we feed our soul. Because if we're not intentional about that, it will be fed. 1 Peter 2.2 2 says, As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. The precious word of God. Oh, how it can keep us if we'll just follow what it says. If we'll seek the Lord, if we'll, if we'll if not only seek the Lord in his word, but then pray about what we've read. If we'll look to him and ask him for help. And understand that the only way we feed our soul is through His Word. There is no other way. We must continue to do the will of God. Salvation is not a one time thing and then you go on your merry way and do what you want. That's what we got saved from. That's what I got saved from. I was doing what I wanted and it was making me miserable. So we ask the Lord into our heart. We 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 were changed and were made completely changed. And then we are, we sh- we should have a desire then, right, to follow God and do what He says. Let's take a look at Hebrews ten thirty-five through thirty-nine. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence, which hath great recompense of reward. Amen. I mean, if, we, if, if you had the faith to ask the Lord into your heart and he made a change in your life, certainly you have a, a, a great confidence. And if not, the Lord can help you with that. For you have need of patience that after ye have done the will of God, ye might receive the promise. For yet a little while and he shall come. And he that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. But we are not of them who draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe to the saving of the soul. As I read through this, I I, I looked up one who draws back. the, The. The word used there means to cower, to shrink, or to shun the gift. To cower, to shrink, or to shun the gift. We don't want to be one of those that draw back. We don't want to shun the very gift that made a transformation in our life. A, back, a backslider is, is one that is often called back and refuses. It doesn't just happen. Someone who draws back or, or backslides is someone who intentionally makes choices and is given opportunities to change those, the direction and refuses. That's a backslider. In Jeremiah... We read a little about that. Jeremiah 8. As I read through this, it just it just seemed like a perfect description. Starting at verse 4. Moreover, thou shalt say unto them, Thus saith the Lord, Shall they fall and not arise? Shall he turn away and not return? Why then is this people of Jerusalem slidden back by a perpetual backsliding? They hold fast deceit. They refuse to return. I hearkened and heard, but they spake not aright. No man repented him of his wickedness, saying, What have I done? Everyone turned to his course as the horse rusheth into the battle. Not only do, do they fall back, they turn and run. That's backsliding. We don't want to be of those that turn back. We want to seek the Lord. We want to be sure we're feeding our soul with the word of God and we're seeking God's will and we're following what he asks of us. The gospel really is that simple. We like to complicate it. We like to look around and see what's going wrong and try to come up with a solution when really the solution is Jesus. It's just that simple. We want to keep this in the central and right up front for for each one of us as we go through life, as we go through the times we're even dealing with now. We need to remember, as Christians, everyone has a soul. Everyone, even the ones that hate us, even the ones that might walk by and say foul things to us, they have a soul. And we want to be sure they hear the message that Jesus saves. Now, do we just walk up to people and say, Jesus saves? That doesn't always work very well. But what can we do? I have a few things. I'm sure this is, there's an exhaustive list, I'm sure. I, I only made a few here. We could be a good listener, we can show empathy, we can extend grace. We can just say a kind word. We can share our testimony when the door opens. We can offer to pray with someone. They might say no. Does that hurt that much if they say no? Might be a little embarrassing. But we can offer to pray with someone. And if nothing else, we can pray for them anyway, even if they don't want to be prayed with. Put them on the list, someone you pray for. We want to be ambassadors for Christ. If the Lord's made a change in our heart, and we realize the power of the gift, we want to share that gift with everyone. Everyone has a soul, and they must experience salvation to make heaven. The question is, has your soul experienced the power of God's mercy and grace through his son, Jesus? There's a choice to be made. If you're not sure that you've had that power of that gift applied to your life, you have a perfect opportunity tonight. A perfect opportunity to reach out in faith To ask the Lord to make a change in your heart. To tell the Lord you're going to turn and walk towards Him for the rest of your life. We all have a soul. You have one. I have one. And it's eternal. So the choice is not, do I have one? It's where is it going? Where is my soul destined? Where is your soul destined? It's either eternal death or eternal life. And the choice is tonight. We pray that you choose life. It is life more abundant. It is something that you will never regret. The opportunity now is to pray and look to the Lord. No matter where we stand with the Lord, we certainly can seek His face and look to do His will and ask for His grace. As we go, as we go into the world tomorrow, we can know that we have Him right by our side. It is now time to pray. Ask the Lord to come and bless us now as we pray.